welcome to the Open Apple Podcast, where we celebrate the Apple II. Whether you're a long-time user, a nostalgic visitor, or a newcomer to the community, join us as we share news and memories of Steve Wozniak's most famous personal computer. Hello and welcome to Open Apple. This is episode 65.5 for, uh, let's say, early December 2016. I'm your co-host, the first, Quinn Dungy. With me, as always, is co-host, the second, Mike McGinnis. How you doing, Mike? Yay, bonus content. Woo! Always love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing well, Quinn. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, good. Since we just recorded the show like a week ago, yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing's really changed. But uh, we uh, we did threaten to to post this uh, extra content, and uh, we're making good on that uh, threat right now. Uh, tell us a little bit about what this is. Well, uh, well, I wasn't actually there for this, but this was uh, Mike Whalen wandering the halls at Kansas Fest with a recorder, talking to interesting pe- interesting people about interesting things that they're doing with Apple II computers, which is always interesting. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was interesting many times indeed. Uh, <laughs> I was actually I was actually there for that. And uh, Mike was, yeah, wandering the halls and the, the conference rooms uh, with a microphone, one of those big furry ones. So you knew he was the real deal. Ooh, fancy. And, uh, and, and headphones. Yeah, he looked like a like a roving NPR uh, producer. <laughs> and uh, we, we, I think we all asked him if he leaves two of those microphones in the closet. Does he come back and there's more of them? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I assume that's how they make those things. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. So. So uh, he, he's put together this kind of uh, day in the life of K-Fest sort of thing. And uh, it's I think it's really, really great. Uh, the production values are, are awesome. He's got a real kind of NPR style to uh, the way he's put it together. And uh, I think it's uh, an excellent, excellent listen for anyone who's considering going to K-Fest. And, and uh, not just because I am in it. Agreed. Um, although it's always better with a little bit of Quinn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, of course, um, don't, don't get your hopes up too much. This is... Um, all replayed content, except for this little back and forth right here, because this appeared on Randy Kindig's excellent Floppy Days uh, podcast a little while back. But Randy uses, um, I think it's uh, one of those hosting services that limits his bandwidth. So he had to dial down the quality on the audio, and uh, we don't have that limitation. So this is the full stereo effect, and woohoo, it's awesome sounding better or something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's it's a good listen, and I just like to point out that uh, a little bit of Quinn is my Creedence Clearwater Revival cover band. <laughs> well, I don't think anything else needs to be said. <laughs> All right, take it away, Mike Whalen. Hi, I'm Paul Ludis, author of Apple Writer and a representative of a bygone era. You're listening to the Open Apple Podcast. Sean Fahey, an Apple II community regular, local celebrity, and of course uh, integral to the uh, Kansas Fest uh, annual tradition. 
Uh, welcome to the show, Sean. How you doing? Hey, everybody. Hey, Sean. So, uh, are you all geared up for K-Fest? Every year in July, a few dozen people from all over the world descend on a small university campus in Kansas City, Missouri. For five days, they sequester themselves inside the college dorms, paying homage to a computer system and a lifelong devotion. The system is the Apple II, and the name of the gathering is Kansas Fest. What's the Apple II? I imagine many of you already know, but for those that don't, here's a small history. In 1976, the fledgling Apple Computer Company released their first home computer, the Apple I. If you imagine a home computer from today, the Apple I wasn't much to look at. While it wasn't so much a computer kit as so many of its contemporaries of the day, it was still a bare motherboard that required additional components you'd have to connect to it in some way. If you wanted a case, you had to build one. Now make no mistake, the Apple I was a successful product. The marketplace, however, as young as it was back then, was just starting to clamor for computers that didn't require anything more than plugging the computer into the wall. So Apple set to work on their next computer, something that anyone could use right away. They released it in 1977 and called it the Apple II. That computer, a perfect combination of plug-in and compute technology and modern product design, spawned a series of computers that lasted a little over 16 years Considering that many of today's computers last two to three years, that's quite a run for a microcomputer. And what's more, many people use their Apple IIs even today, even if it's just for a bit of fun. It's those people, those Apple II fans, that come to Kansas Fest brimming with excitement to see old friends, to learn, to see new products. Many of them hold their entire vacation budget for this event. Indeed, most of them can't envision doing anything else. What follows are small audio vignettes of what it's like to attend Kansas Fest. As best as I can, I plan to put you inside Rockhurst University to hear the cacophony around the garage giveaway, the excitement of the keynote, and many of the other events peppered across five days of celebration. Along the way, you'll hear from a few of Kansas Fest's attendees. They'll tell you about their history with the Apple II and why they keep coming back year after year. I don't know, it's just been a Kansas Fest tradition for a long time, but there's a lot of people doing headfirst gainers. Uh, my name is Sean Fahey. I'm from Paola, Kansas, which is about uh, 30, 40 miles south of the conference. And I've uh, been coming here for uh, 18 years. The first computer I ever had was an Altair. Uh, I liked it for a few months and then hated it because it didn't do what I wanted it to do. But I loved the idea of having a computer and then I read about the Apple II. I got to see one, fell in love with it, and uh, got a job uh, picking up trash, uh, tapped my savings, my college fund, hit my grandma up for a loan, and I bought an Apple II just the basic unit and um, time went on and uh, I lived with my aunt and uncle at the time and it was it came time for me to come back home and I left my Apple II with my uncle because he was using it also uh, with the understanding that I would come back and get it someday and uh, time went by I had other Apple IIs um, went to PCs uh, and then the nostalgia came back and you know, I got back into the Apple II scene. That's uh, one of the nice things about our community is uh, everybody's very free with their information. They like to share. In fact, the conference, uh, we wouldn't have a conference if it weren't for our users or our attendees, excuse me, uh, if it weren't for them 
volunteering to present. Uh, otherwise, you know, we'd have to have paid presenters, and that just simply wouldn't work out. It's an entirely volunteer community. People are happy to share, and um, there's always something new. It's not like we're beating the same dead horse year after year. There's always a new topic or something interesting that's coming up that, uh, that that's very entertaining and educational. I enjoy the garage giveaway because I, I like to give away the uh, I like to give away all that extra hardware that we have. But uh, I think uh, anything that's programming or technical, uh, I like seeing all the new uh, hardware devices that tend to come out. Uh, a lot of them are uh, debuted at Kansas Fest because it's such a big event. Um, it's amazing what our Apple IIs can do today. That are, the designers had no concept would ever occur. Uh, I come here to hang out with like-minded people. Uh, even though we're a very diverse group with uh, different backgrounds and uh, different lifestyles, different walks of life, you name it, the one thing that unites us is our mutual admiration and love for the Apple II and retro computing. And uh, it's like we, we all can connect. There's definitely a kind of a tribal family atmosphere here and we we all we all laugh at the same jokes and we all appreciate the same things. Oh hi, I'm Michael Mulhern and I'm from Sydney, Australia. This is my second Kansas Fest and this time I thought I'd take the long way around, so 18,000 kilometers and I'm here and loving it. The Apple II, I came into it late. I didn't actually go hands-on with my first computer until I was in first year at university. Uh, started off uh, filling out MarkSense cards and learning Fortran as part of the um, computing and statistical analysis component of my degree. And then a friend mentioned that the School of Science had a lab full of uh, Apple computers. So we found out where they were, um, walked in and uh, found people there who promised the world. They said that we could uh, learn how to use them, they'd show us everything we need to know, and that was about as helpful as they got. So we went down to the library, checked out all the manuals that were available, and we proceeded to teach ourselves to program by pulling the sample games and other programs apart and writing our own. And that's how I got into writing programs. I was writing uh, demo programs for professors, um, stuff that was being used in open day kiosk mode. So I suppose I was 17 and I was writing computer programs for fun and profit. 1984 was a very important year. Uh, the the uh, first Mac came on the scene. Um, I was underwhelmed. And then later on in the year, the Apple IIc came out, and it, to me, was the perfect little 8-bit Apple II computer. Everything you could possibly ever need, all rolled up into one neat little portable package. So I bought that, because I had the tool sets and the programming knowledge and the books and everything for it. Every time I walk in to the registration area, I just feel that I am with my people. Um, I know it's a little bit kitsch saying it that way, but there is a whole vibe going on here that we are all enthusiasts, um, even the guys and gals here who aren't primarily Apple 8-bit enthusiasts, we are here because we love our retro computers, 
It is a great learning environment. It is a wonderful teaching environment. You learn as much outside of the presentations as you do actually on the presentations. And it is just a strange but wonderful mix of people and knowledge and learning. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I'll be back for 2017. One could say that Kansas Fest doesn't start until the keynote, which happens on Wednesday afternoon. However, one would be wrong. Most people can't wait to get here, and that's why you see people arriving in Kansas City as early as Monday, easily 18 to 24 hours before they can check into their rooms at Rockhurst University's Corcoran Hall. Small groups might get together Monday night, but most folks start to arrive around mid-morning on Tuesday. On Tuesday, people check into their rooms and unpack. Once checked in, they might catch up with others, lounge around, or help unload computers. Oh, did I mention unload computers? People often bring their Apple computers and set them up in their rooms or elsewhere. It's not uncommon to see people bring in 100 pounds of computers, soldering tools, kits, and much more. Many have been waiting months to show off their latest projects to get help or simply to hang out around their favorite systems with their best friends, just like they did when they were younger. For those who have arrived by Tuesday evening, most of the attendees head off campus to dinner. It's one of the few times they'll spend off campus in the next few days. When they come back, that's when something interesting happens. That, that's what I'm saying about what I just told you that you don't say anybody else. What you're hearing now is a massive sorting exercise, all in preparation for the garage giveaway. It's not actually an official Kansas Fest event, per se, but it's one of the most beloved traditions at Kansas Fest. Here, wait, I'll let Sean Fahey describe. Well, uh, when I got back into the Apple II community, I uh, went through a nostalgia phase where I started acquiring all the gear and the goodies that I couldn't afford when I was a kid. And uh, but then uh, I joined a user group, and then word got out that I was kind of collecting Apple II gear. And then uh, people started giving me things. I started. I was always seeking out certain bits and pieces, and I acquired a huge collection that took up my entire garage more or less and my office and part of the laundry room and well my wife was uh, very upset with me because you know, it was taking over the house so to preserve domestic bliss uh, one year I invited all the K-Fest attendees to come down to my house and go through my garage and uh, what I got for free I was giving away for free and I sold a few things but mostly it was all for free and um, it turned into a tradition, kind of. Uh, I think there's only been one or two years that we've missed it. Um, eventually, uh, instead of having all the attendees come down to my house, we just, you know, I, you know, I met James Littlejohn at one of the K-Fests about 11, 10, 11 years ago. And uh, he uh, offered to help me bring things to the conference. So that's what we've been doing ever since. We just load up his bus now big green truck and uh, bring everything up here like we've got bins right we can now start to cleanly put what we have into bins around here well what we've done is we've now like like it's 
This might be overstating it a little, but if you remember the mammoth car from Speed Racer, then you can get a sense of what James's truck might look like, but without all the gun turrets. Sean, James, and a few others help load up this truck at the undisclosed location where retro goodies are stored, and they bring it all to Rockhurst. After dinner on Tuesday night, everyone helps unload that truck and sort, sort, sort the computers and the disk drives and the monitors and the cables and the keyboards and the mice and the printers and the... Well, you get the idea. It's very much like Christmas in here, and each pile reveals something new. And as you can hear, it really ramps up the enthusiasm for Kansas Fest. Many people will stay up nearly all night helping to sort. Hey, the Navy is trying to stifle the, the, the for those that prefer to not start Kansas Fest exhausted, sleep beckons and dreams of what we'll find tomorrow. My name is Quinn Dunkey. This is my third Kansas Fest, and uh, I've come all the way from Los Angeles via uh, Canada, where I had uh, a short vacation before this vacation. I guess, like a lot of folks here, my uh, Apple II experience started uh, very young. I was, uh, I think, four or five years old, and uh, my parents brought home an Apple II because they had the foresight to decide that, hey, maybe these computers were, were going to be something, and maybe we should look into that. And... Uh, as my mom likes to say, I crawled up on the stool one day and uh, haven't got off since. Uh, yeah, I credit the Apple II with pretty much providing my entire career to this point. Uh, it got me into programming right away, and uh, I just never stopped. Let's see, uh, we had our Apple II from, let's see, that would have been 70, 79 or 80 through probably into the early 90s. So yeah, we probably had it for... Oh, 15 years, something like that. Honestly, every year I go, I come back with a list of projects that I want to do with my Apple II. My name is Mark Pilgrim. Uh, this is my third Kansas Fest in a row. I've been coming since 2014. And we drove here uh, over the course of two days from uh, Cary, North Carolina. Well, I had an Apple II growing up um, when I was, uh, I'm, I'm 43 now, when I was about 10. Uh, my father bought one so that he could uh, write a book on, uh, he was a tenured professor and he took a sabbatical for a, a year or a semester, I forget which, to, to write a book. He needed a computer. He had heard that apples were in schools. I was in elementary school. And so he bought an Apple II. Like before, I like I'd never shown any interest in other computers or you know electronic devices like taking stuff apart or circuit boards. Or, nothing, nothing. We got an Apple II uh, in September, and that Christmas I asked for Apple II programming books for Christmas. I mean that's what I do professionally now. I, I'm a I'm a software developer. Um, and I have been for my entire professional career, and I've I've been a hobbyist programmer, uh, off and on, uh, and you know I'm a hobbyist programmer now on the Apple II, and I you know I've done a lot of things, but you can trace it all back to catching that bug when I was ten. The most amazing parts are just the serendipitous. I mean, obviously the the presentations are great, and you know the the organized social gatherings and, and whatnot are are fantastic, and I love just like. 
the, you know, just the whole feel of it. Uh, but but really, the best part is the serendipitous interactions. I can't have that level of conversation anywhere else in my life, and I sur- I work with very smart people. The amount of expertise that just sort of wanders by. And that just happens all the time. Like that just like tonight it'll be something else. Kansas Fest is is just in a, in a league of its own. My name is Charles Mangan. I drove in from Raleigh, North Carolina. And this will be my fourth Kansas Fest. In addition to uh, presenting a session every year, I try to do at least one topic every year. I make and sell circuit boards under the name Retro Connector to connect Apple II hardware peripherals to more modern peripherals like a USB keyboard and mice. And I also make and sell uh, miniatures, so uh, Raspberry Pi-sized Apple II, Apple III, um, little Macintoshes as a dock for your Apple Watch, that sort of thing. I started, like most people uh, of my age group, with the Apple II when I was in school. Uh, our elementary school had a lab in the library full of Apple IIs and probably twos and two pluses at that point. And programming in Logo, making the little turtle draw around the screen, playing games like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and sneakers and other things like that when, when we had already finished our, um, finished our work for the day. And one of my teachers had... Uh, had one in our classroom, and so when we were done with our work, some of the kids would sort of, <laughs> uh, we would compete to get done with, with the work so that we could get over there first and pick what we were doing. Um, like I said, we played text adventure games and Zork and that sort of stuff. And she kind of sparked my curiosity about things like hardware, like how does the floppy drive work? What's the inside of a floppy disk look like? Stuff like that. So um, when my dad got one and brought it home, I already knew a little bit about it, and my brother and I programmed it in on BASIC, and um, again, played lots of games, wrote all of our papers in AppleWorks, and uh, my dad was using it for spreadsheets, and he was using it for work, uh, for writing and uh, doing spreadsheets and uh, some other specialty kind of things. There's definitely the, uh, the aspect of having access to hardware and knowledge and just the the collecting of all these people that are scattered for, you know, 300 days of the year um, in one place. So if I have a question for someone, I don't have to look up their email address or follow them on Facebook or whatever. It's it's a matter of, oh, they're right here. I had a question for you I was going to ask you about. Um, I know you're working on this. Can I help you test it? Or I'm working on this. Can you help me test it? And access to, you know, everyone's bringing hardware from you know, Apple III to early Mac. Uh, there was an Apple I here a couple of years ago, and I actually got to type, you know, type a, a couple of program lines on it. And Waz was here, and he got to, you know, be in the presence of. Um, and so there's, there's that aspect of it, that sort of physical gathering of all these people and things that are physically distributed around the world. I mean, there's people coming from France and Australia and all over the U.S. and Canada and getting them all in one place. We were talking about something at breakfast about uh, the fact that this is a gathering of edge cases. We're all all together, you know, in our own, well, separately we're in our own small group 
wherever we live and we're the edge case, but we get together and all the edge cases come together and we make a whole. So the, the, the people, the personalities, the conversations, the late night runs to, uh, to Walmart to get somebody a pillow or to uh, uh, steak and shake to get a, you know, a hamburger and shake and uh, that kind of thing. It's the gathering of the tribes. By midday Wednesday, the excitement is palpable. We've been to breakfast at the cafeteria and have spent the last few hours gazing over the stuff ready for the garage giveaway. In recent years, the giveaway came after breakfast. This year, however, the garage giveaway is placed between lunch and the keynote. Hey guys. Guys. Two quick announcements and it's lunch. We have enough food for everyone to go through the line twice. We have vegetarian options in the middle here. If you don't need it, please make sure everyone who needs it gets it first. All right. Can you get it? I got it. All right. It used to be that Kirk Mitchell, you'll hear from him later, cooked for all the attendees. However, it's quite a different thing entirely to cook for over 80 people. So this year, the university is catering the event. Dr. Stephen Wyrick, one of the CAFES committee members, explains what we're having. And hot dogs for lunch today. Hamburgers and hot dogs for lunch today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the garage giveaway. Terrifying. It's terrible. What is it? Oh, 
Awesome. I got a set of uh, the black ones. I didn't know I didn't know that there were any. You know, I want to see another one. We need a keyboard. That's what we need. These are weird cool joysticks. If you've ever uh, seen one of those, that's very cool. They're all pretty much the same, right? Are there any more mice? Which kind? Mice. Yeah, there's one, right? Yeah, any of those work. Which one is this? Um, th this one here. This one, this one like this. But they all they'll work. You know, they all work either way. There is. It's the hanging the stuff around the neck, right? That's right. Hi, I'm Kirk Mitchell. I currently live in Morrill, Nebraska, just a stone throw away from the Wyoming border. Uh, it's about a 10-hour drive from here, but uh, this is my 20th uh, Kansas Fest. I'm known to be the head kook. Uh, in charge of the cookout. My earliest memory, I think it was a year before, was with our keynote speaker, and uh, so I meant about 2002 is when I started that. I started out with the Apple II um, computers back in 1981. Uh, my first teaching job in a little town called Moscow, Kansas. They wanted me to start the com uh, computer uh, program, and I'd always been interested in computers since I was in high school where we programmed in Fortran on little cardboard cards. Um, so I thought that was great and I decided to go for the best, you know, which at the time was the uh, Apple II Plus computers. So I got it fully loaded there with a 64K, two disk drives. Uh, they call it the Apple language system there. So it came with uh, Pascal and stuff. And then I ordered two systems, and my first class had something like 17 kids, so I didn't really plan so well. We had to ration the time on the computers and stuff, but uh, over the nearly 30 years I was there, we uh, accumulated quite a few more Apple IIs and then Apple IIEs, uh, GSs, and then we all started switching to Macintoshes, so I was a bit disappointed then, but... Uh, uh, Still, it was a uh, yeah, good times back then, and I've always been hooked on the Apple II since. Especially getting online there, because I lived out in the boonies. So if you wanted to meet anybody, it had to be, uh, you know, back then it was very expensive to call, you know, ten cents a minute, that type of thing. But uh, uh, I thought it was worthwhile. So then that's where I met most of the people that uh, I know now. For years there, they'd all be going off to K-Fest, and I would say, gee, I sure would like to go. And it, it took me two or three years there before I jumped into the Kansas Fest uh, boat and started sailing here. But uh, and the main thing about the, you know, Kansas Fest is the people. You know, it's not, you know, it's based on the equipment, but uh, you meet a lot of great people here. You know, it's nice to meet people that are smarter than I am, <laughs> which, I'm pretty well outnumbered here now, but <clears throat> yeah, when you're from a small town or something like that, uh, people that share your interests and uh, know all the trivia behind the machine, then it's, uh, 
it's, it's the people that I always come back for. So um, the Apple II is sort of incidental as far as that goes, but uh, um, and I'd miss them if I didn't come. So some of my favorite memories were at Avila College there, where uh, out of nuttiness there, we had what we called our Discs Ninja Wars. We had all these boxes of uh, five and a quarter inch discs there. Some clown got the idea that if they flew pretty well, so next thing we knew, we were throwing them at each other and embedding them in ceiling tiles. And Bill Martins, it's been a while since I've seen him. <clears throat> he actually grazed me and I bled pretty good there. So, but uh, <clears throat> we had, uh, yeah, it was nutty things like that. Um, Jerry Ellsworth setting a Barbie on fire, a Barbie doll, yeah, she was a nut too, so, but, uh, um, and meeting Waz, uh, that was quite an experience there. At the time, we were both married to Jehovah's Witnesses, so that was, we had something in common, but, and we still do because now we aren't, <laughs> but, uh, in any case, uh, it's, you build a lot of memories that way, and I think that's a one of the main things that keeps people com uh, coming back now. It's just uh, they have good memories, they meet good people, um, they have fun. It's been, a, been quite a trip. Hi, I'm Brian Weiser. I'm from Utah, and I have attended so far five Kansas Fests. And uh, as a contributor to the community at large, uh, every year I present uh, one or two sessions. Uh, typically, I present a session uh, in relationship to Call Apple. That's uh, the world's oldest uh, Apple user group that I am a key part of. It still exists to this day. For fans of Joss Whedon's Firefly and Serenity, usually I'm presenting uh, behind-the-scenes information and things like that because I did a documentary and I was an extra in the movie, and there's surprisingly a lot of Firefly fans here. And uh, with Call Apple, uh, we, uh, for those who aren't familiar with Call Apple, uh, we are actively releasing new books, books that existed 30 years ago that we've gone back to uh, with the original copyright holders and massively improved and expanded on. We announced this year uh, with Call Apple our uh, Nibble Viewpoints Business Insights from the Computing Revolution. Uh, that book is by Mike Harvey. Uh, Mike Harvey was the president of Nibble magazine that ran in the 80s and 90s. He's also been uh, the president or in charge of million-dollar corporations uh, in his long business career. And the editorials that he wrote in every issue of Nibble were either uh, business advice, personal advice, uh, and also things going on in the industry. And so we're really excited about that book uh, because it provides really great information for anyone. Some of my background with the Apple II, uh, used the Apple II uh, a lot as a kid. I love retro computers even to this day and learned how to program in basic and machine language. Uh, I was into telecommunications uh, back then, of course, BBSs. I've been an Apple user uh, throughout the 80s, Apple II, Macintosh. The Apple II and Apple themselves definitely gave me a foundation and inspiration to move forward through di so many different facets of my life. I could go on for hours talking about that, actually. I remember my very first Kansas Fest. I learned how to solder for the first time. I built an Apple I replica 
and it worked when I was done, and that was a great sense of accomplishment, and that's another experience I don't know that I could have replicated anywhere else. Uh, one of the books we did in 2013, which is the WASPAC Special Edition. Uh, the WASPAC is uh, essentially a book about and by Steve Wozniak with his original handwritten notes and printouts on the Apple II computer. And so I uh, went in, uh, spent eight months cleaning up Woz's original handwriting so you can actually see, oh, that's the letter S right there, and actually read the sentence. In 2013, Steve Wozniak unexpectedly showed up, and we did not know this. It was luck, serendipity, that the book that we stayed up so late to finish for Kansas Fest was ready, and I'm here, among other things, to introduce that, and Waz is here. So I had the honor and awesome opportunity to present and release my book, our book, his book, <laughs> with Waz standing there. I mean, it was very surrealistic. It's Waz's book, and he's here announcing the new version with me that I, I helped create. And that kind of thing tends to only happen at Kansas Fest. And that was a very special moment for me. Uh, every year, Kansas Fest has a great keynote speaker. This year, we were lucky enough to have Mike Harvey come, who I talked about with the Nibble Viewpoints book. And he, he was just a gem. He's brilliant. Uh, he's done so many different things. And he's just a really nice, friendly, down-to-earth guy, just like so many people are. But uh, I've never met him before. And having produced Nibble Viewpoints over five intense months, it was really very gratifying to get to meet a childhood hero and someone I'd communicated with only through email. And that would have not happened had he not been here as a guest speaker. You look forward to going to the next Kansas Fest because you want to see your friends again that you only see at Kansas Fest. And it's a very happy, open, friendly community, and there's not another community like it. Kate Scott Nicky, uh, I travel from Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. It's about 15 hours drive, and this is my first K-Fest, and I am having a great time. One, I did the one session on silicone molding and casting, but and then I made sure, you know, I knew that the daughter competition was a thing, and I knew that the tie competition was a thing, so I came prepared for that, and I knew that the game, there would be game, the game tournaments, and so I basically came prepared for everything I knew that was going to happen that I was interested in. Um, I mean, it's what I grew up using. I, you know, when I was a kid, we had my dad uh, bought us a two seat when I was um, second hand when I was in fifth, yeah, fifth grade. And you know, my, my siblings played games on it. And my dad, and you know, they, my mom and dad used it for like word processing and database. Like they were, um, they were in charge of the the car club they were in for. You know, they they had they took their turns as president, and so they did a lot of stuff with that. But I liked to go in and, you know, I was, you know, read the AppleSoft, the basic, this, I think it was the AppleSoft tutorial that we had, and go through and actually type the programs in and figure out why they worked. And I mean, for, you know, when I was in the you know, high, little, um, you know, middle school, 
as I got into high school, I got away from it just because I got really busy with you know being in high school and being in marching band. And but I was always that kid that typed everything. I was always that kid that you know, you know went the extra mile. I did um, print shop covers for assignments and stuff like that. Everybody's super helpful. I, mean, I set my my new two GS up in the common room, and everybody's like helping me with it. And I just dropped a drive off with somebody to get tweaked it's just like everybody's so helpful so that's it's just been it's been a fantastic experience um just the people and the fun and it's not even the sessions it's what happens between the sessions and what happens after the sessions and the hanging out like last night i was up till one in the morning just you know chatting with people about Ever, you know, this, that, and then you know, Apple and putting SSD drives in your Mac, and then all of a sudden we're talking about, you know, video games, and then we're talking about, you know, copy protection, and a lot of the coding stuff, the hacking stuff is a little over my head, but it's the camaraderie and the people and the fact that we're all here for the same thing. There's a different mentality here that I really like. It's a lot more open and welcoming than you know. I'm, I'm used to. I am coming back. I already. I've already. I, I talked to my mom last night, and I'm like, I'm coming back next year. And she's like, Yeah, I kind of figured that. After the rush of the garage giveaway, it's hard to imagine the energy getting that much higher. But the show goes on, and perhaps the biggest highlight is up next: the keynote. As we make our way to the basement assembly room, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Kansas Fest has had many keynote speakers in its nearly 30-year history. You know some of them by name, or you know them by reputation. It's unlikely you haven't heard at least one thing about them, though you may not have known about their Apple II bona fides. For instance, when you think of Apple, you might think of Steve Jobs straight away, and you might know he started Apple. But you probably also know that two Steves actually started Apple. That second Steve, Steve Wozniak, was a keynote speaker in 2003. The Apple II was Steve Wozniak's engineering. Another name, John Romero. No? Well, have you heard of Doom? It seemed like everyone was playing Doom back in the early to mid-1990s. John Romero and his partner John Carmack created Doom. And John Romero, Kansas Fest keynote for 2012, learned to program on his Apple II. What about Mike Harvey? All right, that one is a bit of a gimme since you just heard Brian Weiser mention Mike Harvey as one of his idols. You may not know Mike Harvey by name, but you might have seen his Nibble magazine on newsstands in the middle 80s. If you had an Apple II, you almost certainly read Nibble. Mike Harvey started it in 1980 and didn't stop for 12 and a half years. Nibble is perhaps the most beloved Apple II magazine, followed closely by Soft Talk. By the way, Margot Comstock, Soft Talk publisher... Kansas Fest Keynote 2014. During all those years, Mr. Harvey published all kinds of items, program listings and reviews and interviews, sure, but Mr. Harvey also offered advice, both personal and professional, high-tech and less so, through his many editorials. Nibble tried hard to influence both the Apple II platform and its users. Many people here consider Mike Harvey their idol and mentor. So it would seem Nibble succeeded in making a lasting impression. Mr. Harvey continues that tradition in coming to Kansas Fest and delivering the 2016 keynote. Let's listen uh, to a bit of it. It is my pleasure to introduce our keynote speaker, Mike Harvey. He is a business executive, salesperson, technologist, project manager, has been all of these things, entrepreneur, programmer, 
best known in our community for as the founder and publisher of Nibble Magazine, published for 12 years, it's a long time, 1980 to 1992. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to the esteemed Mike Harvey to tell us about his life. Let's give him a nice warm welcome. struggled along with it until I've discovered the Apple II. I heard about the Apple II and I went into a little rinky-dink shop in North Dallas that said they had them. Showed me one. I saw the color. I saw the turn of the keyboard. I want it. And I took one home that day. We needed authors. You cannot publish a magazine without authors. And I wrote the first four issues of Nibble, every damn word myself, all by myself, using programs I'd written, using utilities, using ideas I had. So the first four issues of Nibble, I wrote every single word. I had said, despite all my enthusiasm and everything, and if you read into uh, uh, the Viewpoints book, you'll see that I am not an advocate of beating something to death till it kills you. You have to decide what your success criteria are, carefully measure them, and if you don't make them, you do something different or you quit. So I set, I set some drop-dead criteria at the beginning in January. If we had not reached a thousand subscribers by June, in six months, we'd quit. I was self-financing the whole thing. If you really want something bad enough, think about it. Think what the hot buttons are. Think what you're missing. And don't be afraid to quit, start over, and do it right. And those, those little examples are simply uh, some small vignettes of things that uh, have governed a lot of the viewpoints in that book and governed a lot of how I've run my business career. After the keynote, a very curious thing happens. Time seems to, well, stop. It's an odd feeling and a little hard to explain. In essence, you start to hear people ask questions like, what day is it? And that question gets repeated more and more often as the week goes on. The passage of time sinks deeply into the background, and hardly any of us notice the hours tick by. I think it's because of the wall-to-wall -wall sessions. There are many in a typical Kansas Fest. I dare not mention all of them since we'll be here all day. However, I can give you a taste of many of the talks at this year's Kansas Fest. Here we go. You know, we've got some really good news today. Uh, we are releasing at Kansas Fest right now a brand new game that is done. So this is spelunking the 2C plus ROM. And we do manage to make a run of 10 of these boards. Structress is finally here, today, in the iTunes store. What could this possibly be? And that is the Colossal Cartoon Book Enhanced Edition. Carry on to what we envisioned with Hercules. Welcome to this talk, Touching the World of Telecom. And now we get to talk about copy protection. 
and it's called Passport, and it's available today. I thought I would talk about what I call the emularity. So I, yeah, I'm doing silicone uh, molding, resin casting, small parts. I'm is what is a server break of Cloud and Wrathful 2? And it's been a busy year for our user group that started in 1978. Uh, four sets of pixels in a row will make one. Modernize what was originally the KEGS emulator. So step one is finding someone to interview. Um, quickly about technology and then about the interview. So I prepare for interviews as best I can. Creating slash editing slash converting graphics from a modern uh, computer to the 2GS. Steamed Apple, modern takes on classic games. What the Universal PSU kit is all about. I don't know, imaging discs and, and the formats that it can come in, what the EDD format is and what you can kind of do with it. I'm going to tell you about progress we've made on Lawless Legends this year. I want to talk a little bit about where GS has been and where it's going. There are now five different iPhones currently for sale. So we're going to try to get back to 3.59 a.m., the moment before 4 a.m. cracks the disc. I'm Peter Neubauer. I traveled from Bend, Oregon, this time via airplane. I don't remember how many Kansas Fest I've been coming to. I think about six. I do know that I now have more t-shirts than I can wear in any given Kansas Fest week, so it's a tough choice. I was first introduced to the Apple II in third grade, and the the math curriculum at that time used Apple Logo. It was, a, it was Apple Logo, not Apple Logo II. And then after that, I became very interested in programming. I started to learn AppleSoft Basic. I learned how to program from the library subscription of Nibble Magazine. So this year's keynote was particularly relevant to me, particularly enjoyable. And I subscribed to the very last issue and probably one of the you know, most traumatic days of my young elementary school life was when Nibble uh, stopped publishing and got that letter. I then turned what I learned from Nibble and the Apple II into a career in computer software. I knew about Kansas Fest for many years, since early 2000s, and, but then I, I lived in Arizona, so it was a significant commitment of time, money, and effort to get here. And when I first came, I was living in Oklahoma, so it's a three, four hour drive, and thought I'd give it a try. And now I live a bit further away, need to fly, but that initial introduction has has hooked me. So ever since I first came, I've, I haven't missed a year since then. I think first and foremost is meeting people, wandering the halls, seeing what other people are doing, uh, thinking I know a fair bit about the Apple II, and then meeting all these other people that I found exciting, brilliant ways of using, exploring, applying the Apple II that I never thought of. I, I, I learn something every time I walk down the hallway. Yeah, the people, certainly I, I enjoy the sessions, the sessions are great, but in many ways it's it's just a way to get to know the people and their interests because then I can, then I have something to go talk to those people about and, and learn about the other things they're doing. But I've also found that everybody, including the people who choose not to present, have so much experience with the Apple II, so much passion, but then also in in a bigger picture, they have a lot of experience with technology and different perspectives on technology that go beyond the Apple II. But a lot of people 
took their early experiences with the Apple II and then somehow made that part of their, their later career. Favorite story right now is meeting Mike Harvey. Um, a great story from, I think it was last year or two years ago, was a surprise visit from uh, Mr. Wozniak. Someone I wanted to meet my entire life. I think, yeah, in third grade I wrote a book report about Steve Wozniak. And it took me all that time to finally meet him. I can't really pin Kansas Fest down to one story. There's so many different experiences that come together to, to create the experience. Anthony Martino traveled from Brooklyn, New York, and uh, this will be my seventh Kansas Fest. Henry Corbis, Reactive Micro. That's where you traveled from. I did travel from there. <laughs> Reactive Micro. Traveled from oh, Silver Ooh. Silver Spring, Florida. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's hard to say it straight face. <laughs> He's recording this stuff. Oh, Silver Spring, Florida, and I've been to six K Fests. Well, we present and we provide here Ultimate Apple II um, and Ultimate Micro services. And products, 15 to be exact. Yes, Reactive Micro debuted a clone of the AE Phaser card. It's a 12 voice card, basically two mocking boards. About your experience with Apple II. Yeah, just a little bit about your history with the platform. <clears throat> wow. It's what I learned on, basically. Uh, from what I can remember, it was a uh, first experience was in school, and uh, I remember breaking a keyboard on a uh, 2E, so it was a little too rough on it. Uh, I learned on that and uh, got a few other flavors of the 2, and it's all been history since then. Had a 2E, always wanted a GS, and uh, the 2E was something I was able to use to the powers of evil and mischief. <laughs> but Some war dialing, you know. Okay. Yeah, a little war dialing where yeah, yeah, a little hacking and Zero stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, modems were uh, a good gateway to... Uh, so just make sure that this part of the, uh, is, you know, is not on there. What parts of Kansas Fest appeal to you most and why? Um, you know the what? Community, yeah, that's uh, Absolutely. Friendship. That's what I was going to say. It's I've built friendships with people and build a new one each year, I find. Like if it wasn't one person this year, uh, then next year... You know, if I talk to him a little bit this year, next year when you meet up, it's you just build this bond and you build a lot of bonds with people because they have a big common interest. You know, we that, that uh, like they said at the keynote, it it you know kind of ties us all together. We have one common interest here, and in that you know we come from all different walks of everywhere, right? And uh, that that's pretty cool to find. There are some other nuts out there that are into this, and uh, I am very glad to be a part of that. The thing I like the most is being able to put a face to a name, where I can go down and actually sit, and there's some give and take a lot of times, and, and I, I never knew that person did that, or dressed that way, or thought these things, or just little things. You, I ran business before and worked a lot with people and companies, and you kind of expect, yeah, this person's like this, and I could usually kind of... I'm going to go to a law firm today. Oh, okay, I know what I'm dealing with. They're stuffed shirts. Oh, I'm going to go to a pizza place today. Oh, dude, dude we're going to get free pizza all day and wings. This is going to be beers. This is great. Or 
or a cable company, that kind of stuff, or Dole. Sometimes I'd end up going to Dole and working there and coming away with fruit. You kind of just knew the people in the offices and you could kind of predict what your day was going to be like. But here it's, I could talk to five different people and get six different opinions on things. It's really an interesting dichotomy and classes and lifestyles and creeds and religions and, and outlooks and, and it's it's very interesting that way and I'm not really a people person I'm really introverted but I we have a lot in common so this brings can, him out of his shell yeah. I know him very well better than anyone here this really brings him out of his shell he does he is not a people person no, at not at all but this is and it's great to see this other side of him he has it in him so yeah. and you know what it's interesting because you think about this, even though we have, you know, keynote and there's very regimented times and the K-Fest as a whole likes to have traditions, even though that's the, the, the framework of it, it's never the same. You're always going to see something different. You're never seeing the same session. It's always a different experience. Someone always, and, and it's. You can never predict it. Make friends for life. You know, it's, uh, I appreciate that. That's something you take away. It's amazing. Every morning after breakfast, the sessions start, and there aren't any substantive breaks, save for lunch or dinner, all on campus. The days are highly scheduled. The nights, well, there aren't that many talks per se, but there is a lot to do. <laughs> you may find yourself playing a rare load runner board game brought in from Japan. Perhaps you'll attend an impromptu solder fest where hobbyists of all skill levels learn how to solder or debug their recent hardware projects. You might find yourself in the common room, helping to preserve hundreds of Apple II programs. Or you might decide to attend the Podcasters Roundtable, where podcast hosts attending Kansas Fest record a mega podcast. It's Friday, July 22nd, 2016, and we are live from Kansas Fest at Rockhurst University in Kansas City, Missouri. Featuring today the voices of every retrocomputing podcast that matters. <laughs> By our powers combined, we are the how-to retro history of Open Chicken Missile Antics Roundtable. <laughs> we are here, as I said, recording from Kansas Fest, and we are going to go around the room and introduce ourselves because some voices may be familiar. For those of you who listen to all the shows, as well you should be. By the end of this show, you should be as well. But let's start with me. My name is Ken Gagne, and I am an occasional co-host of the Retro Computing... Retro Nearly everyone attends the Ryan Tsunaga Memorial Krispy Kreme Night on Thursday, which celebrates the life of Ryan Tsunaga, a longtime Apple II programmer, podcaster, editor, and K-Fest attendee who died unexpectedly in 2011. Ryan used to buy Krispy Kreme for all K-Fest attendees on his annual visit from Hawaii. Now, Kansas Fest buys Krispy Kreme donuts for everyone and takes donations for his scholarship fund, which helps students follow Ryan into social work. Another big event is each year's video game contest, where participants battle each other for high scores. In 2015, for instance, participants competed by playing Dagenbrock's Flapplebird, an Apple II version of Flappy Bird. That year also saluted Bob Bishop, Apple employee and prolific software author who had died that year. Participants tried to best each other in Bishop's Little Red Car. 
This year, gamers took turns on Kaboom, a Bomberman-inspired game for the Apple IIGS, and call Apple's just-released iPhone-iPad version Obstructurous, Apple II programmer Martin Hayes' take on Tetris. I don't think those things kill you. Overnight at Kansas Fest is an interesting time. There are many who claim to never sleep the entire week, and that's likely true given the number of walking zombies in evidence by Saturday. But they have two good reasons to stave off slumber, the Door Contest and Hackfest, two of the bigger week-long contests that test attendees' artistic and programming abilities. Let's just quickly say that it's a good thing that the floors are divided up between noisy sides and quiet sides. The Door Contest is a free-for-all in which attendees decorate their dorm room door as creatively and uniquely as possible. There have been buried treasures, role-playing games, devices that measure your speed as you walk down the hall, small video screens that greet you when you visit, and there's been at least one TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside than the door suggests. The Door Contest starts the day you arrive and ends Friday evening. This year's Door Contest was no less creative. Let's listen to the group as they hear about some of this year's entries and then pick a winner. Thank you. Next up is room 127. This sign needed two photos just to capture what was attached to the door, but that wasn't it. Carrington, tell us more. Yeah, so it's a big pirate head this year. It's, you know, everyone's seems to be party things. And uh, the blocks that are left. Uh, begins an interactive portion. So spread around campus, there is a treasure hunt. And you begin by opening that box to see if you decide to solve the clue, find the other locations. And there is actually a treasure chest that is buried on campus someplace that you can bury if you can if you can follow that. Buried? Buried on campus there is a treasure chest here. Buried. Legit buried. Okay. Room 117. Oh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's an apple, Room 215. The kind of thing I would have done when I was a little, actually, I'm pretty sure we did this when I was a little kid. If you didn't have sample um, paper, you printed stuff out a couple letters at a time, you cut them out, you colored them with crayons, and you hung them up on the wall. Did you use Print Shop for this? I used, yeah, and I did that. I used Print Shop on my image writer too, and colored with, hand colored with crayons, just like I was nine. Room 214, we have a game. Well, being a chemistry nerd, I tried to combine chemistry with Apple stuff and something nerdy, so, yeah. Something cerebral, we tried to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there will be a prize. 210. That must be me. <laughs> <laughs> I just decided to... Uh, Put my favourite uh, 8-bit uh, Apple up there, the uh, the 2C, and uh, my Facebook avatar on there is uh, back to my other um, interest, which is uh, Lego. 235. It's uh, a reference to the Apple 2C um, being 4 megahertz, and what it does is the LED counter counts up to 4, and when you hit 4, it starts to blink. <laughs> We've concluded that Carrington wins first place. Yeah. There is still time to play his game. There is still time to win his game. I imagine the prizes are pretty amazing. 
Hackfest is a hot contest for the programming-minded. Each participant begins Wednesday morning and attempts to create a working Apple II program by Saturday afternoon. Competition is fierce and the rules are long, but fun is the first rule. The judges enjoy seeing entries which bring a benefit to the community or stretch a participant's skill set, and 2016 brought a lot of skilled contestants. Kevin Savitz. Uh, here's my real Hackfest entry. Uh, it's called Caverns of Kfest, which is the first uh, program I've written in machine language ever. So in it, you uh, navigate down the cavern and try to get the, the green goodies and avoid the walls and avoid the, the gray rocks that are in the way. It has sound. Check that out. <laughs> there's there's uh, happy sounds when you hit the green things and, and sad sounds when you hit something you shouldn't. Like that. Two different sounds. Um, there are levels. that The thing I like about that right now we're on the blue level trending toward the red level. So the walls oh, really? start yeah, to change I see that. or changing color toward where we're going. So now we're, we're moved to level two. The path gets a little bit. Narrower. Narrower. Yes, I didn't know you're on level it's a, two. It's a little bit fat because I know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, there was there's a dividing line that goes by, so you can ah. really tell. But but yeah, the path got a little narrow and it goes a little bit faster. It's a little windier. It's a little windier. Mm-hmm. It's bluer. A little bluer. Yeah, right. It's bluer. Wow. That's awesome. Very Thank cool. you. Thanks for showing us that. Thank you. Jeremy Rand. Okay, so for the last couple of years, I've been basically implementing all the games that waste my time on the Apple II. I did 2048. Last year, I did Sudoku. This you year, got me hooked on 2048. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this year, I did Bejeweled. Oh, my gosh. So just basically use the arrow keys to, to um, select a gem and then option, well, closed Apple and an arrow key to swap them. So if I swap those two, they go away and everything oh, drops wow. down. Um, cascading... Uh, gems will you know, explode and, and they'll all just kind of keep falling down. <laughs> and then as the gems land, they, they, yeah, they, awesome. they, they hit. And I don't know if you noticed, uh, as they fall, they're, they're falling with gravity. Like, they, yeah. you know, they're accelerating. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah you, you um, actually have. It's like, it's, they're not just like appearing. Yes, yeah, so this is a hypercube, so it destroys. Oh, okay. So you do have hypercubes. Yeah, and then this one will explode. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. Rob McMullen. Ready? Ready? Yep. Go for it. Okay. So I wanted to figure out. I want to learn about DOS 3.3. I didn't know anything about it. So this is my hex editor program, mm-hmm. and I'm loading up a DOS 3.3 image. It's just a bunch of binary stuff. Hex. This is it. Is it's based on the Atari. This is the Atari font. So I, I didn't know anything about the Apple font before I came to KFest. So this is the baseline. So let me quit this and show you what the new version looks like. Listen, listen now. Ooh, look Ooh. at that flashing text and yeah. everything. Nice. <laughs> That's what I want. Like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it parses the, the DOS 3.3 format, so I can look at, I can look at different parts of the disk so you get the, the catalog track, and it pulls it out in order now rather than how DOS 3.3 has it in sectors. It's kind of, it does it backwards. Uh, it pulls out the files so you can look at files and, and the flashing text does get a little annoying so I can turn that off I put a font with mouse text in there so it turns the flashing off but then you can edit files in the hex in the text part you can disassemble stuff um, it this is a view of the file 
that's contiguous from the files point of view, but if you go back and look at the sectors, the sectors may be written differently on, spread out all over the disk. So, but you can edit it in file format, and then it saves it in the correct spot on the disk itself. So basically it's a hex editing tool for DOS 3.3 now. As for well. DOS 3.3 files. Awesome. That's cool. Thank you very much. Welcome. Thanks. Wow. My first Hackfest entry. Yeah. <laughs> Where did, you, did you end up dumping the mouse text characters? And Paul Hackstrom. So I'm going to start with this uh, wave walk. This is the actual thing that shows it. Uh, and what it is going to do is it's going to, oh, okay, we got a little bit of a, a hint of what it was going to do, but it's going to load in um, a background image and then animation. The animation is basically just an example program from the graphics magician. So uh, the th interesting thing here is the background, and you might actually already be able to see it. Um, it takes a little, little while to look at it, but it should be waving in a really weird way. So it's, it basically draws three offset circles, and the offsets shift around. This is not something you want to do in one megahertz. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that it does that, and it saves it, and that was the background. So this this is really what what I, what I spent all the time on. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Cool. Very nice. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Hackfest presentations and judging occurs behind closed doors on Saturday afternoon during the Apple II Exhibition Fair, Swap Meet, and Vendor Fair. It's possible to find something you've been looking for all week right at a table. Many artists display Apple II-inspired crafts. Gamers may give attendees a chance to play a famous game. Programmers show off projects. There's so much on offer. Here's a sampling of 2016 stuff. Me, I've got my assembly lines book, so this is the Roger Wagner one, and and then I'm just demonstrating the Hyperduino. So that's the Roger Wagner's shield for the Arduino for science fair projects and things like that. So that's what I've got. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm here with uh, Call Apple selling our uh, variety of books, uh, some fun Apple buttons, and uh, since I'm a big Firefly geek, the Firefly documentary done the impossible I produced. So a little bit of everything, Apple love and Firefly love. Uh, I have adapters. I like to connect all the things. And I don't even have my music. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> These are Raspberry Pi cases? Yeah, that's for the, that's for the Raspberry Pi A. Uh, that's also for the A. Apple Watch, Docs, um, USB, uh, USB SD card reader, and it comes with a sheet of stickers that make your SD cards look like floppy, floppy disks, um, and uh, iPod Nano Dock. I have I have the oh, yeah. I have the brass ones and then I have the mini mice that click. Uh, the nose rings sold out. Yeah, the the um the five inch the five and a quarter inch ones sold out. So everything is for sale. I am selling the Mega Beep ROM, which is an enhancement for your 2C Plus, which uh, defaults the accelerator to one megahertz and makes the beep sound like all the other 8-bit Apple II models. And it's an improvement. It is a big improvement. I'm Ken Gaggy, editor of JuiceGS, and I'm selling my magazine, JuiceGS. It's a quarterly publication. This week I announced that we will be accepting subscriptions for the 2017 year, so I am taking those orders. We follow the calendar year, which is a little bit unusual for a magazine, so it doesn't matter when you sign up, you get the calendar year you paid for. 
So I have the 2016 issues to date here, and then I'm also taking orders for those and 2017. I'm trying to give away chips. I've given away till the tubes are like half full, and then that's all I need to do my Apple, Apple repairs. These are high-speed, yeah. These are high-speed uh, gallon chips for a Transwarp GS. Oh, we got the phaser, an original and a clone. A universal power supply kit fits in all the Apple enclosures. ROM 1 battery adapter replacements. Microdrive turbo. Ramworks 4 kit. A couple t-shirts with various logo infringements. A dual disc cable replacements. A Transwarp upgrade. <laughs> I have uh, my book the, uh, about the history of the Apple II. It's called Sophistication and Simplicity. I, I sold one of these. And it tells you everything you'd ever want to know about the Apple II. Uh, oh, my book is Terrible Nerd. It's my memoir of life growing up as a geek in the 80s. The Hackfest award ceremony follows the vendor fair. So, uh, welcome everybody to Hackfest, part of Kansas, Kansas Fest 2016. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to thank my fellow judges, uh, Kate and Martin, for pitching in with uh, this, uh, this year's judging. We had a great field, as always. Uh, we had four entries this year. Um, so in no particular order, uh, we're going to show the videos of everyone's presentation. Um, I'm going to ask for some quiet, because the audio quality in these is not great. So it was a tough decision as always, um, but after much deliberation and uh, only a minor fist fight, uh, uh, third place um, for the contribution to the Apple community and for stepping uh, outside the box on an unfamiliar platform, uh, we gave third place to Rob McMullen. I don't know if we have second place um, for uh, the obvious quality of the end result uh, and uh, overall coolness of it and the completeness of it. Uh, we uh, gave second place to Hackfest regular Jeremy Rand. Uh, and first place we awarded uh, for a lot of reasons, both because it's uh, we felt it was the most in the spirit of Hackfest. Uh, he was stepping out way outside his comfort zone, having been the first you know, real assembly language project he'd ever done, and on an unfamiliar platform, and in the actual environment of the platform. Uh, so all the cards stacked against him and produced something surprisingly complete and cool. Uh, our first place goes to Kevin Savitz. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you, everybody. Uh, what, how do the prizes get distributed? After the Hackfest Awards, groups split up to go out to dinner or a movie. Yep, and sadly, this is the last event on the schedule. Kansas Fest is over. As we approach the end of the week, Kansas Fest slows down. The number of sessions on a given day decreases, yes, but its attendees slow down as well. There's an inflating sense of fatigue and, for some of us, exhaustion. Thoughts return to more pedestrian things like plane departures, the number of hours it'll take to get home, and how in the world you're going to pack what you brought and what you picked up at the garage giveaway. In some sense, the end of Kansas Fest brings to mind a quote, which has to be paraphrased somewhat. So this is how Kansas Fest ends, not with a bang, but a whimper. 
In a sense, however, Kansas Fest never really ends. Many of the attendees keep in touch via the Kansas Fest mailing list, chat rooms, and the highly trafficked Apple II Enthusiast Facebook group. But beyond all that, Kansas Fest is 28 years old in 2016 and is already scheduled for its 29th year in 2017. There is no reason to think that Kansas Fest will not be there in 2018 or 2028. As interest in the Apple II has waxed and waned over the last 28 years, Kansas Fest was always there to welcome anyone into the fold. Indeed, it's likely that Kansas Fest will be here long after we're all gone. My special thanks to the following. The interview subjects, Michael Mulhern, Sean Fahey, Quinn Dunkey, Mark Pilgrim, Kirk Mitchell, Brian Weiser, Peter Neubauer, Anthony Martino, Henry Corpus, Kate Scott Nicky, and Charles Mangan. Production assistance by Chris Torrance, Jason Scott, Dagan Brock, Kevin Savitz, Michael Sternberg, Ken Gagney, and Peter Neubauer. My special thanks go to Brian Weiser and Bill Martens of Call Apple, who recently created and published Mike Harvey's book, Nibble Viewpoints, Business Insights from the Computing Revolution. Read about it and their many publications at www.callapple.org. To Anthony Martino and Henry Corbis of Reactive Micro, who have just released their universal PSU kit for the Apple II line. To read about it and other products, check out Reactive Micro's wiki at reactivemicro.com forward slash wiki. A very special thanks to Seth and Michelle of 8-Bit Weapon for their use of the song Apple Core 2 from their album Bits with Bite. Michelle just released a brand new solo album, Bliptastic as Computer 2. Get samples of their music and albums at 8bitweapon.bandcamp.com. My thanks as well to Dr. Steve Wyrick for use of two of his parodies, K-Fest Funk and Week of the K-Fest, which you're hearing right now. Come to Kansas Fest next year, will you, please? There's nothing like it, and I couldn't possibly fit everything in. Amazing things done with that Apple II box. All of us and our skills that survived. It's the week of the K-Fest up through Saturday night. Gave awards for the hacking competition. Vendor fair, hardware demos, Apple II's running right. And we'll do it next year in the week of the K-Fest. 
Podcast. Subscribe to us in iTunes or visit us at open-apple.net where you can browse our extensive catalogue of past episodes or read our blog. If you like what you've heard today, or even if you didn't, your comments, questions or ideas are always welcome. Send them to feedback at open-apple.net.